Welcome to the Rise Inside podcast, hosted by Justin Starbird and powered by Rise Robotics. Listen as host Justin talks to experts from the Rise team about topics relating to mechanical engineering, industrial design, commercialization, and innovation. True collaborations work when ideas are integrated at inception to solve significant problems. Rise Inside brings together how the team continues to work with great folks to commercialize ideas. You're listening to the Rise Inside podcast. Here's your host, Justin Starbird. Welcome back to Rise Inside. My name is Justin Starbird, and I am excited to welcome in new partner of Decisive Point, Ryan Benitez. Ryan, welcome to the show this morning. Hi, Justin. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Really excited to be here. Well, we're recording this in the middle of winter, so it's a little bit chilly here in the Northeast. Um, Otherwise, you know, no complaints. Really happy to have you. Very, very cold here in uh, Boston and expecting a bit of snow this weekend, I think, as well. <laughs> I know. I, you know, what? I always uh, think about the fact that we choose to live here, too. So um, it's our own fault. <laughs> um, so, Ryan, uh, tell me a little bit about Decisive Point um, and, and uh, you, you know, your company and the types of companies that you work with. Yeah, would love to. Uh, we are a uh, investment and advisory firm. We have an office in Boston, where I'm located, in New York and in Washington and D.C. And you know, we're a little unique in that we focus on technology for government and public safety and defense. So, you know, what what does it mean to be an investment advisory firm? We, you know, we have three main lines of effort that we focus on. And and one, uh, you know, as a VC, we invest across industries that are at the intersection of of technology and government. So, you know, what does that mean? Aerospace and defense, health, power generation and and critical infrastructure, Um, really, really taking a holistic approach to, you know, what it means um, to be technology for government and in national security. And then, you know, most importantly, we're a trusted advisor too. So we help founders bring their technologies to government and and leverage the scale of the federal market. As you know, the government is a very large customer and buyer of technology. And so we help founders figure out how to navigate that marketplace. It can be a bit tricky. And then thirdly, we also... uh, are an accelerator. So we work directly with the Department of Defense and we accelerate companies and help them um, bring their business to integrate with specific government programs. Wow, that is a lot of roles to potentially play for um, for different companies. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. But, you know, it's easy to break it down to those three, right? Investor, yep. advisor, and then, you know, we accelerate companies too. And what is your role? I, I said you're a partner and that's, and that's new. So congratulations. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Really excited um, to join the team as a partner. I've been with um, Decisive Point for over a year now. Um, the, the team is great. I think that's what really sets us apart uh, myself included, we're all very mission driven. We're we're former veterans and you know come from the government contracting space and also former successful founders from the commercial world and, and growing and scaling businesses. And, and we all are really dedicated to this mission of bringing the best technology um, to help to help government, right? 
And so, um, you know, that really sets the team apart. My role, you know, specifically there, I, I work with a number of founders on a day-to-day basis, mm-hmm. which I love. It's, it's a huge variety. And I help the founders, you know, connect the dots between what they're doing commercially and how their commercial solutions might fit into uh, helping solve government problems and making, you know, government and, and defense more efficient. So, you know, I help them create those value propositions that will resonate and, and help them win uh, government non-dilutive funding, yeah. um, helping them overcome some of the barriers. And sometimes it's also a bit of founder therapy too, right? Sharing <laughs> wins and losses uh, yeah. with your founders and your companies as well. So how did you start on this journey? This, you know, you've been with the company for a year, but, you know, what is your background and, and how did you come to Decisive Point? Yeah, so so my background, I started out, I, I spent nine years in the Navy right after college uh, serving aboard warships and then later working in the Pentagon as a public affairs officer. Um, I got out, I went to uh, the Wharton School of Business and then, you know, decided to enter into this career path of, of working with dual use uh, technology startups to um, help them do business with government. So first I I worked with uh, Techstars, which has a large portfolio of defense and aerospace uh, companies. And then, um, you know, entered the Boston ecosystem here. And um, that's how I got connected with uh, both Rise and and then Decisive Point as well. Well, awesome. Well, we're we're in a better place for both of those things. So um, (laughs) thrilled for your success so far. You know, one thing you just mentioned uh, was was dual use uh, technologies. You know, as we before we get too deep into this, you know, can you define that and maybe share with us what that means to you? Absolutely. So, you know, dual use technology, it actually wasn't really a term that was around back when I was in the Navy. Uh, It's fairly fairly new term that's come about, you know, in the past five years or so. And so, you know, dual use means, you know, technologies that have a very strong commercial market, but also have applications for government and defense. And, you know, it's it's really important when early stage companies specifically are, you know, trying to grow their commercial business, but also enter the defense market that they align those efforts. And so what, what does that mean? You know, early stage technology companies can leverage significant non-dilutive funding Mm -hmm. in the form of government grants and government contracts to help bootstrap their R and D efforts. And if a company is able to align that, that R and D efforts that they might be doing for government to also help do R and D on their commercial products, it kind of, you know, it becomes a multiplier, right, for success. And so, um, you know, at the same time, it's very hard for a startup just to thrive on government contracts without having any commercial business. And so right. the government and commercial business really go hand in hand. And that's that's how we end up with, you know, what we call dual use technology. Sure. So, you know, thinking of some examples of that, uh, you know, what are some technologies that you're potentially on the lookout for that fits either the Department of Defense's mission or other, you know, government sectors, but may also, I don't know, have some commercial value to your point about the dual use. And, you know, how do you go about assessing it all? 
Yeah. So, you know, I, I think the assessment really begins, you know, when we start working with a company, it's usually a company that has already kind of found its way in the commercial market. They have partners, they have at least proof of concepts and, and sales, um, and they have a kind of plan to market entry and growth um, on the commercial side. And so, you know, that's the first kind of step we assess, is there a commercial pathway um, on the commercial front? Then we take a look and say, okay, has the company had any uh, interest from government yet? Have they had any conversations? Have they won any initial, what we call in a uh, small business innovation and research contracts? And, you know, what, what are the priorities coming out of government um, that, you know, will be opportunities for the company? So, you know, I give the example, you know, this year, there's a big focus in government on, um, you know, hybrid and electric vehicles, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's an example of where RISE might fit in, right? They, you know, their technology really helps to make a hybrid or electric vehicle more power efficient. Um, and so, you know, a company like Rise is a great example of a, a dual use company. They, Rise has many commercial partners already, which I think you've discussed in other episodes. But, you know, the government also has, you know, plenty of support equipment and lifting needs and uh and, you know, hybrid electric vehicles that are going to be coming out, right, that will be relevant um, to the RISE technology. And so the assessment begins with, you know, is there a strong commercial market? And is the government, you know, is there indication that, th that this type of technology is going to be a priority? Right. Uh, so, you know, the, the same goes for other technologies too, right? AI, uh, artificial intelligence, and, and machine learning, and quantum computing and, um, uh, you know, battery and, and energy technologies. Um, you know, these are all things that clearly have strong commercial markets, but the government needs them to become more efficient, uh, you know, in their operations as well. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, it's so interesting because when you break it down, a lot of these things, you know, are quite simple, but, um, you know, sometimes the most simple things are, are so complex. Uh, and so it's really fascinating to hear you break it down the way that you guys approach stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it, it, I do make it sound simple, but, you know, where it really gets complex for some of these dual use companies is, you know, having them navigate the kind of complicated acquisition process that the, that the government has. Like, what, um, can, you, can you maybe talk about that in a little yeah. bit more depth? Sure. So, you know, the ultimate goal for a dual use company is to reach uh, the opportunity to transition, fully transition the technology into a government program. What, what does that mean? That means that the, the company has gone through initial R&D, testing and evaluation process with the government, and then ultimately the government decides, you know, we are going to procure this on a regular basis, on a recurring basis. And this, this then results in recurring revenue and multi-year contracts for a dual-use company. And, that, and that's the end goal, but there's a long journey to get to that transition. You know, sometimes it can be five years. So that, that journey really begins with, you know, market entry into the federal 
market. So, you know, who are the right customers? Who are the government organizations, whether it's the DOD or the Department of Energy or, you know, the Department of Transportation that are going to be interested in my technology? What value am I creating for them? And what are the initial R&D funding opportunities that would serve as, you know, the entry point for those companies to, you know, fund, uh, get funded to build a prototype or a proof of concept. Um, so, you know, starts with market entry. And then after that, you know, it enters a growth stage. So, you know, you've proven out your technology and then you can think about, okay, government customers, we've proven this out. We've built the prototypes. Let's now talk about how to procure this. And there's just, there's so many different contract types and pricing requirements. And, you know, we help companies so that they don't have to become a government contractor. We bring in that expertise so we can guide them um, as they overcome, you know, all these barriers to, to government contracts as well. Is there a significant difference between, say, the business development of, uh, you know, the commercial side versus, you know, going through the government side? I mean, because essentially you're still looking for buyers in the government, right? But yeah. um, how, how does that commercialization or marketing or, you know, maybe under the umbrella of business development cycle work uh, or, or I guess, how are they different? Yeah, that that is a great question, Justin. There are a lot of similarities, but there's also differences. So, sure. you know, I'll talk about the similarities first. Um, you know, it's absolutely critical to, you know, build relationships in your sales cycle, right? Build out a strong CRM, continuously revisit those customers, keeping them updated on your progress, um, on your sales. You know, it business development can really be a very time consuming uh, effort. And so, you know, I think you go about government sales very similar to the way that you would go about commercial sales, especially when it comes to relationships. Mm -hmm. At the same time, there's a lot of differences. And that's because, you know, in government, uh, the funding works a little bit differently that, you know, the funding is based on, a, on the budget cycle. And so, you know, the, the funding a lot of times doesn't come out until, you know, the end of Q1 the following year, uh, mm -hmm. and you have to kind of wait for funding to drop. Um, if funding is not available, you have to go through a request process. And so number one, the, the big difference is the government, your customer may not have funding right away. And so you have to get a little bit creative trying to find, find new funding avenues. The second is, you know, there, there is a culture within government and especially, you know, within DOD as well on, you know, there's certain uh, language and, and etiquette and uh, ways that you might run a meeting that might be a, a little bit different than in the commercial world, right? A sure. little bit more, hey, let's get to the point. What is our mission goals here? What is the end state? You know, there's that type of language that happens. And, and ultimately, you know, it's really important to learn how to navigate the government structure, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, in the Department of Defense, you have what's called an end user who might be the uh, man or woman on the ground using the technology. So, for example, for, for RISE, that could be 
the airmen on the ground using a forklift or a loader um, that, you know, is actually, you know, having to deal with, um, you know, the, op- the operating the, the equipment. Yep. You have the buyer, right? Who's a little bit higher up the chain, who has the funding, who knows how to uh, move the prototyping and testing evaluation and procurement along, right? And so it's very important to to understand that dynamic and be able to align the stakeholders to be successful, to get that final government sale. Mm -hmm. And that's the big difference, I would say. Well, that's interesting because I know that, you know, as you, you know, work with RISE, um, you know, you've, you've helped them navigate a lot of these different, um, you know, challenges and a lot of the, the differences. And, and the neat thing about RISE has been that they've, you know, uh, altered course a couple of times. Um, and, you know, I'm curious, how did Decisive Point, you know, get introduced to RISE and, and it, you know, how has that re- relationship blossomed? Yeah. So, you know, I, I met Rise simply from, you know, the robust Boston ecosystem uh, that is here, uh, you know, network of founders and um, met them that way. They, they were interested in understanding, you know, how they could grow a government business and, and where they might fit in. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's really blossomed in that, uh, you know, they started out with a single, uh, you know, effort for, um, you know, this imagining energy challenge, and they've just grown to have so much interest across various customers um, in DoD. And, um, you know, I'll tell you the one, the one really great thing about the Rise team, and that's unique, you know, they are dedicated to getting on the ground, out on the airfield and talking to, you know, the maintenance men and women working on this equipment um, that are experiencing, you know, the, the DOD has a lot of equipment that is outdated. It has leaky hydraulics, um, you know, the equipment's down, it's, it's impacting operations in a negative way. But, you know, rise goes out, talks to the maintenance men and women on the field saying, Hey, what are your problems? Uh, how does this, how does this equipment work? How can we make it better? Um, and so I've really seen a lot of opportunities come out of the rises team ability to go out, um, and figure out what those challenges are and bring, you know, solutions to the table. Sure. And how do you advise, you know, it is a really ambitious, you know, group of founders and um, team at Rise. How do you help point them, uh, you know, in a direction that is going to bear fruit? And and how do you set them up so that, um, you know, they can also be patient? Because one of the things I've got to imagine is that with uh, startups or, or companies that are, you know, experiencing growth, uh, they want to move, move, move. And, and some of the challenges with government is that you have to be patient. Right, right. Yeah. You know, I, you know, when we work with companies like Rise, you know, we come in as a bolt on federal team exact, um, you know, to help them to help them grow. And so that means, you know, we do a lot of market research to find out which organizations are spending money on uh, the technologies that that company um, is is bringing to the table. So, mm-hmm. so we, we do market research to help point them in the right direction. We bring in government customers 
and end users from our network um, to, to meet with the teams and have tech interchange meetings. And, um, you know, we will, we join all of their meetings with government stakeholders, right? Because, you know, on our team, that's not, that's not here today with us. You know, we have Eric uh, Horan, who's a former senior government contracting officer, right? And so he knows how to join these calls with our founders and help kind of move the needle a little bit, right? To get the contracting process going. Um, and so, you know, we're very helpful in that way in, in getting uh, the company pointed in the right direction. And, you know, another, I think, you know, lastly, I'll say, we also help companies avoid uh, government contracts that might be a burden, right? Or sure. a distraction from their commercial direction. We are there to help uh, the founders and companies tell the government, hey, this is, you know, a direction we think you should be taking. Um, you know, if tech founders are bringing their expertise to government stakeholders, they're just as interested. And hey, let's let's move the R and D in this direction because this also helps facilitate our commercial business. Let's not go down, you know, the rabbit hole of creating something that would be a distraction or too much overhead for us. And so, you know, we help point companies in that direction too, right? To align incentives between you know, their commercial business and, um, and what the government needs as well. That's a, you know, you mentioned bolt on, and then you're talking really about a holistic approach to assisting companies, you know, how is that, um, you know, how has that deepened your relationship with, with the rise team over the last oh, 12 to 18 months? Oh yeah. I mean, I feel like, we're almost part of the team, you know, um, number one, they're close in proximity. If you, if you haven't been over to their space, I, I highly recommend you do. It's really, you know, fun to go over there. I always like to see what they're working on or what, you know, big equipment they've got in there. Um, my, my preference is the, uh, uh, the walk, uh, through all of the, like the graveyard, the projects that didn't make. Oh it. yeah. I, yeah. I that, really that, like the Yeah. Yeah. Some yeah, of those things have been pretty exciting. Yeah, the graveyard tour, you know, yeah. showing where Rise has been. Um, right. right. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think, um, you know, being bolt on, I, we, I feel like we're part of the team. You know, I, I try to get over there as much as possible to engage face to face. We bring government stakeholders over into the space as well. You know, there's a lot of government, um, you know, tech scouts and stakeholders in the Boston area. Um, that are focused on finding innovation, innovative technology. And so, um, you know, we bring them over uh, to the space frequently and um, yeah, we meet with the team weekly and it's been really, it's been really great to, to just work alongside them and, and share in a lot of the successes that they're having. Absolutely. I, you know, I feel the same way. Um, we've been fortunate to, or, or I've been fortunate, my team here has been fortunate to work with them too. It's been, it's been really wonderful. So, so what's next for, for you, Ryan, what's next for decisive point? What's next in the relationship with Rise? Yeah, I think, you know, you know, what's next for me, I'm with decisive point for the long haul. I, you know, couldn't love our team more, you know, everyone focused on the mission of, of bringing great and cutting edge technology, uh, you know, for the better of, of our country and, and national security and government. Um, so I'm here for the long haul. You know, what's next for a decisive point? 
you know, we are um, going to, you know, continue um, to invest in great companies uh, along the way. Um, we're going to continue to grow our advisory um, business and, and work with more founders. And I, and I also think, you know, our accelerator programs are going to scale as well. Um, and we'll be working with a lot of government customers there to help them access and recruit the best tech. Mm -hmm. um, as far as next for us and Rise, you know, I, I see a lot of um, success on the horizon. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of irons in the fire that you know we're going to be helping them pursue with um, with in the government as well. Um, you know, as I mentioned before, you know, government is moving to a lot of electric and hybrid vehicles and lifting devices, and you know. The rise technology, the rise cylinder is going to help make those uh, pieces of equipment more efficient. And so there, the opportunity is greater than ever for them. And so, you know, what's next for us is going to be continuing to pursue uh, government opportunities that align and will s support and complement uh, the commercial direction that that rise is headed and really excited about that. Awesome. Well, I'm, you know, thankful to have had the opportunity to meet you and and to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Justin. Really had a great time and looking forward to our next chat. Likewise. Well, you've been listening to the latest episode of Rise Inside. You have been listening to the Rise Inside podcast presented by Rise Robotics. On behalf of our guest today and host Justin Starbird, thank you for listening. Please share your feedback on our LinkedIn page linkedin.com slash company slash rise dash robotics.